0: Hello and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Text Expander from our friends at Smile. I'm Simone de Rochefort. I'm a senior video producer at Polygon, and I just realized I am talking so fast. I'm joined today by, of course, Brianna Wu, executive director of Rebellion Pack, and Christina Warren, senior cloud advocate at Microsoft. And later we'll have a special guest. But that's not now. For now, hi. How are we doing tonight?
1: Uh, I'm in a darn good mood because we just won an election here, in Massachusetts. Heck so yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy. We did yeah. talk
0: about that last week on the show, right? Like we were talking about what you were doing for this particular election.
1: Yeah, but I got the clearance. I got the clearance to buy a, a huge segment of television ads, which is a it was a huge investment, and we we're blanketing the news and Sunday shows and everything. So. Wow, I, I was so terrified. I was like, what if it doesn't work? What if we invested all this money and it fails and we won this thing? So oh, oh, and the election exciting.
0: we're talking about, of course, is Murkey versus Kennedy.
1: Yes. And we're about to find out if Alex Morse uh, won. This this is this is a race, uh basically you had an establishment Democrat that um according to some reports, it it well, there was a this homophobic attack on a young upstart progressive mayor running against an establishment Democrat. And it looks very, very, very likely that there were some behind the scenes um homophobic deliberate smears of his reputation. So um waiting to see if we won that. So I may be cheering during the show.
0: <laughs> Yay. All right, well, yeah, stay tuned for maybe exciting developments. Of course, we are recording this on a Tuesday. You'll be hearing this on a Thursday. So with the beauty or perhaps the terror of hindsight, you will know things that we do not. <laughs> All right. Let us first start off with a little update on folding phones. Ooh. Oh, boy. I just realized that I <laughs> did not take very good notes. <laughs>
2: oh, dear.
0: Okay. Okay. But the exciting thing is uh, people have had a bit of hands on time with a non-working prototype of Microsoft Surface Duo. Oh, no, it is working. They just haven't been able to show the software. Okay. Okay
3: explain what that means to me okay so there are two (laughs) embargo so this is what i understand and to be clear here this is christina uh the tech journalist uh you know veteran gadget reviewer speaking not christina the microsoft employee who knows nothing
0: about the rollout of this device she genuinely does not work on the surface duo
3: i don't and i wish that i did because i wish that i had one but i don't and they have your christina's boss And they haven't. And yeah, Panos, please. Like they haven't sent me one. I haven't used one anyway. But how this works from what I understand is that there have been two embargoes. So the first embargo happened um, at the end of last week, which they sent to, you know, some, um, you know, major tech sites and, and YouTubers and whatnot. And they were like, okay, you can unbox the phone and show off the hardware. But you are not allowed to show what the software experience is like. That has a later embargo, which I'm assuming will be closer to when the phone will be released, which I believe is September 10th. It Um, is. Or it
0: ships September 10th, I believe.
3: Exactly. So so, um, I I don't know when that embargo will be up. I assume it'll be around that time, probably a little bit before. But uh, that's how that works. So it's not that the phone isn't working. It's that the reviewers who have access to it are not allowed to show the software aspect, yet they're doing a staggered approach, which I'm assuming because they really wanted to focus on the hardware before, you know, getting into the other things. I don't know. It's it, it, it's a decision. Okay.
0: All right. Well, when I said non-working uh, prototype, what I was referring to, you, which is of basically like the skeleton of the phone without software loaded onto it. But very exciting. So potentially there are reviewers out there who are who who have a phone that has the working software on oh, yeah. it. Okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah. From from what I understand, based on the videos that I've watched and the things that I've read, um, it is they have working phones. It's just that there has been like it. they can't talk about
0: it yet. They can All talk right. about the software at a later date, but they can talk about the hinge and the the hardware now. Well, well, well. All right, and. Simultaneously with that, uh, there are now reviews out for the Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 2. So we are going to talk briefly about both of these phones. um, And we will start with the Surface Duo uh, because we are excited for it. Um, Again, not as Microsoft shills. Um, And I guess also I will not be buying it, of course, because I live in the Apple ecosystem. However, I have long been a proponent or or proponent. No, that's not the right word. I have long supported the idea of a dual screen phone. Um, And uh, even though Microsoft is my enemy for announcing it a week after (laughs) I specifically called them out as a non-phone maker, they did it just (laughs) to torment me. I am excited for this phone and what i have read about it so far seems to be quite positive in terms of the way the hardware feels like people are saying the hinge is making them excited it's making them feel like the the first time they held a nintendo 3ds and as a positive feeling Ooh, for lovers of that's the nintendo 3ds, than the 3DS? <laughs> no. but like the <laughs> that's excitement so of having those two screens um and then although at the same time it ha- Because of the size that they're trying to get it to, they're trying to keep it at a manageable size. Uh, because of the size it has to be, it is not big enough to have the hardware to support 5G or Wi-Fi 6. Um, and there's only a single 11 megapixel camera, which I know we are all living in a state of ca- phone fatigue where it kind of feels almost every time like when a phone comes out. It's just like, oh, yay, a new camera and more lenses. But at the same time, because having a very, very good camera is something that we're very used to at this point, um, there's the question of whether this single camera will live up to what people's just baseline expectations for a phone camera are. What do you guys think? <laughs>
1: I definitely think the the focus of what we're excited for has shifted. It used to be phones, and now it's coronavirus vaccine. Yeah. So
0: I mean, that's I pretty just,
3: true. Really yeah, ends. no, that's, that's that's totally true. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I I I think in terms of you know dual screen phones, and I said this when they kind of showed this off when it genuinely was like a prototype like a year ago. I was like, I think this is an interesting take on a dual screen phone because like you Simone I've been kind of a proponent of these things but I just haven't seen any implement, any implementations that have really made me feel like well that makes sense you know I think that the razor um it came close in some ways and then just didn't work and then you know Samsung has had a couple of different revisions but this I do have to say like I like that they've kind of you know embraced the hinge and that it is very much you know kind of like a dual notebook design like it's not trying to hide the fact that it's two different screens, mm-hmm. um, I appreciate that. Um, uh, Marcus Brownlee, um, his unboxing impression um, video that um, I, I put that in um, our, our links in, in Skype's mode, so you can put that in the the Thank show notes you. for people. Um, it, his was really good. His impressions of the hardware, like not getting into anything else, were really positive. Like he said that you know it was it was uh, the best hinge he's ever seen on any product ever. Uh, he really liked the the thinness and the design it's it's glass which uh, I didn't know so it's it's like a glass backed which i think is really interesting um and i i do like the fact that you know you can use it either you know uh folded over you know backwards uh where you could you know have it one-sided with one thing on it um and, and then the camera would be back you can have it you know open or you could have it you know um you know like the old sidekick style, where you know you have the screen on top and and the other screen on the bottom, kind of like you know a laptop. Mm. So I think that there are some interesting use case things there. I think I'm obviously really waiting to see the software and to see what the opportunities with that are. But my my initial impressions, to be honest, and I I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but I'm genuinely in a place where you know I'm not an Android user, and um I I'm uh, you know very deeply in the Apple ecosystem but i've been like trying to figure out like do i do i pre-order this do i buy this or not
0: let's let's rephrase that you've been coming into rocket chat <laughs> saying you guys i'm in danger <laughs> right, I'm it's like of a weekly a show. It is, it Cause. is. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm
3: going to do this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. the, the funny thing is, it's not just me. My old boss Prashant, who is like me, also like deeply into the Apple stuff. He's texting me all the time too, and he's like, "Do I buy this? Do I buy this?" And now we have a pact with one another that if one of us buys it, the other one has to. Oh, so no. um, I, I've got like, and you don't understand, like if there's anybody who likes to waste money more than me, it's him. And he has a <laughs> lot more of it than I do. So there's a very good chance I'm going to wind up with one of these things. Um, but, I just uh, think we
1: could rename Rocket at this point to Intervention. It could be weekly, weekly show. Guys, I've decided I want to get a big cat for my apartment in Seattle. (laughs) I've got $3,000 around. Should I get a tiger? This cub is so cute. And then it's just some... And, some and the thing going, is, it's such a sure slippery slope because she's buying the
0: tiger and then she's buying right. a beautiful cage to keep the tiger uh, in and then she's buying a smart collar for the tiger. Oh, but then Samsung released its own smart collar for the tiger and she's not sure if maybe that one will be better than Apple's. Um, <laughs> Christina, this I love you. This is too true. <laughs> No, honestly, I feel so seen and, and you
3: dragging me like this, I'm thinking about this, I'm like, you, you so have my number, like this is so completely accurate. I
1: can't even get a hat. please don't get a tiger please don't yeah that's illegal oh, obviously not right. please <laughs> no 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 <laughs> Well, if I could just say, one of the reasons I wanted to do this topic is it's not just it's not just the 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 Microsoft product. There's also right. the uh, Samsung Galaxy mm-hmm. Z Fold Two. I'm going to say that again: <coughs> Samsung Galaxy Z Fold Two. Can I 5G? add something? Yes. yes yeah, please. you did it. You 5G. did it. You added you the
3: five G. Thank you. You got to add that to it. I mean, look, you guys. I mean, it rolls off the tongue almost as well as iPhone 11 Pro Max. Um. Uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> galaxy we have to, galaxy
0: z fold 2 5g is that it galaxy z fold to 5g there's got to be some wow. i know i say this every time we talk about a new phone name but it has to stop somewhere we have to uh-huh. go a different route than just adding letters and numbers to phone names but anyway <clears throat> early reviews are saying that the samsung z fold 2 which is of which is of course the follow-up to samsung's z fold flip no z flip Z, yes, Z flip. Okay. Oh, kill me. Um, people are saying that this addresses basically all the criticisms that people had of Samsung's original folding phone, uh, which were that it was flimsy, that the screen just did not look good. Um, people didn't like the bezels and they didn't like the way that it folded. This new one apparently has a reinforced structure, it is more durable. Uh, and they also apparently added brushes uh, inside the hinge <laughs> that keep dust from getting under the screen and breaking it, unfortunately. Oh, you mean so, you mean so it doesn't break um, like Dieter's did after
3: he
1: used it for for like, one 30 day. seconds? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I will wait for Joanna Stern to put a hot dog in this. I was going to say. And shoot a video. We need her hot dog <gasps> test. We do.
0: We do. Get her on the show.
1: No, but it's it's these two ph- phones this week, and I do just have to say, like uh, Simone, I get, like you're right. They they say <laughs> Samsung they says say. they say we, we got it, we got this one taken care of. But they they put a plastic uh, covering over the phone, which uh, seems like it's going to indent if you put your fingernail in it. Mm-hmm. We have this brushless brush. brush- hinge design which may or may not work like you wait and see if this actually and it's really coming right so yeah. like
0: there are people talking about like I, I was watching a video review where somebody mentioned i'm a long time user of the z flip and i was like long time it came out <laughs> it's been <laughs> this year what are you talking about so this is coming very much on the heels of their first folding phone which was ambitious but had huge hardware problems it it just it it broke (laughs) it broke quite quickly and it was super super expensive and this i believe we don't know the price of this one yet but we can oh no we do know the price of it it's two thousand dollars um which makes sense because again two screens twice the money and it's folding it's new it's exciting yes price makes sense however price means nothing if your phone breaks. Uh, I hope that they have adequately fixed the problems. They say it's good for up to 200,000 folds. Um, again, I because I've not used a folding phone, I don't know realistically like what that means for my life. But again, I would say grain of salt.
3: <laughs> uh, but hopefully not grain of sand, which will destroy, destroy the, your the phone, phone, even with a brush yeah. hinge. <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean, again, though, I think that's what's interesting, you know, because you have Samsung, you, you had their Z Fold, and then they also had the Z Flip. And then you had the Motorola, um, you know, Razor, um, which also has a flip design, but theirs is, you know, like a more like the traditional kind of, you know, bottom up sort of thing. And then you really do have like the, the Surface Duo, which is a completely different approach. And I, I'm not trying to say like one is better than the other, except that I do think that one design obviously is is done more out of like durability and, and that's having the two distinct screens versus having, you know, kind of this wanting to create the illusion of, you know, one long screen, which makes for a great demo and, and obviously it could be a really good kind of use case. But the big challenge there, right, is it's like, can you trust this $2,000 thing that you're supposed to keep in your pocket to like not break under your fingernail or under, you know, uh, sand or if you're Joanna Stern, a hot dog or or something else, you know, like is, is it actually going to going to last um, doing what you want it to do? But I don't know. I'm still I still like the idea of of dual screens in some way. I really do feel like it's an interesting concept. What about you two?
0: I, I'm waiting for it. I still do support it. I am excited for it. I think it's cool. But yeah, like you said, it's i did wait and see. And I'll probably, again, not be leaving the Apple ecosystem because every time I try to use software that isn't Apple's, I become furious and enraged. And I know that is a probably more of a problem with getting used to something and not liking to change my habits more than a uh, a, a criticism of software that isn't made by Apple. However, I'm broken inside mm-hmm. and it's you are just you are. my reality. <laughs> Brianna, what about you?
1: I, I guess it comes down to this. It's like when you're comparing these two fold phones for Fold Mania. it's like, which company do you trust more? And I think especially in the last few years, has Microsoft really put out a bad hardware design? I mean, that first Surface Go was underpowered but it was a useful device for a certain kind of person. So I think, generally speaking, they, they're hitting doubles all day long. Samsung has has hit some, I mean, they've been striking out. Uh, you know, they've got their the, the, the exploding phones. They literally expo- explode, and then you've got the first Galaxy Fold debacle. So I think it comes down to these two competing designs that, look, All things being equal, would I prefer there to be a flexible screen between those two? Sure. But I think all of us have had smartphones long enough to know durability, reliability uh, that that matters a lot more. I care more about being able to drop the the phone on the bathroom floor and it not breaking mm. um, and I mean, when was the last time any of us even saw the notch on our iphone ten right never right it's it's yeah, it just goes away and i I think this would too so I think when it comes, yeah, when it comes to foldable phones, I really just think Microsoft has more credibility in the hardware game at this point. So, I, I, I hope Samsung gets it right and maybe we'll be blown away by the reviews. But I, I suspect it's going to be an iteration on what feels like a very flawed design.
3: I, I will say one, one thing in the Samsung's favor: it does come in bronze, which really is rose gold. Mm. So. I'm not going to buy it because it's $2,000 and I'm not doing that. Uh, even I draw the line there. If I'm getting a foldable phone, it's going to be the duo. But uh, the the fact that it comes in in rose gold, um, a.k.a. bronze, is is a point in its favor. And I, I feel
0: it's my duty to mention that. And I'm done. I support you and I thank you. But moreover, I thank Smile, who brings mm-hmm. us Text Expander, which is sponsoring Woo-hoo! this episode of Rocket. Text Expander removes the repetition out of work, so you can focus on what matters most. Say goodbye to repetitive text entry, spelling and message errors, and trying to remember the right thing to say. When you use Text Expander, you can say the right thing in just a few keystrokes. I feel like they're really targeting me with this one. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's better than copy and paste, it's better than scripts and templates. Text expander snippets allow you to maximize your time by getting rid of the repetitive things you type while still customizing and personalizing your messages. Um, I am constantly concerned because I'll see these tweets about um, email sign-offs and like what your email sign-off says about you. And then also (laughs) I'll see the version of that for the UK where it's like, Americans will end their email by saying... Thank you so much. But in the UK, that just means (laughs) go die. Go die on a (laughs) hill. (laughs) Um, So I think having some kind of snippet to just like sign off the email in a certain way and like maybe you can do snippets for like friend sign off versus formal sign off um, and just be able to not set it and forget it. um, And do your little snippet and sign off the email without sitting there agonizing and thinking like, do I say best? Do I say <laughs> cheers? Do I say thanks? Do I say sincerely? Who says sincerely? I've said it before. I don't know why. I too. And then yeah, I've dude, looked it up. What's the punctua- and what's the punctuation situation, right?
3: Like, is there an exclamation point? Is there a, a, a comma? Like, Whoa. is there a period?
0: Like, what does that do? Oh, that would you? Well, okay. First of all, you just simply can't put a period in your email sign-off, Christina.
3: <laughs> I mean, I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm just, I'm just saying it, it opens up a bunch of questions, and there are a lot of, um, you know, like
0: pre-written things that you could write. You're to, so to right. Expand. What if you accidentally put a period in your email sign-off and you just said thanks? Period, Christina. Oof. You will never have to go through that if you have Text Expander because the, you could just the comma could just be there. And it'll be normal. Text Expander, unlike me, Text Expander can be used in any platform, any app, anywhere you type. Take your time back and increase your productivity. And Rocket listeners get 20% off their first year of Text Expander. So go ahead and visit textexpander.com/slash podcast to learn more about Text Expander. Our thanks to Text Expander for their support of the show and Relay FM. And again, that is Textexpander.com slash podcast for 20% off if you're a rocket listener. Thank you so much, Text Expander. Thank you. Thanks. All right. For our next topic, we have a very special guest, and that is Mike Piontek. Mike is the founder of the software development company June Cloud, and he's been making software for over twenty years, starting apparently with a HyperCard game called Beaver Pelt Man, which I am so so curious about. I don't think we're going to be talking about it today, but um, maybe maybe I'll find a way to get there. Uh, he's currently in the process of shipping version nine of the deliveries package tracking app, and reported allegedly, Brianna Wu has a story about him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just Mike is the person responsible for me going into game development. What? So, what? Mike and I met way back when, nine trillion years ago, on the IGN Mac board. And this was back when was this, Mike? Like around 2007, about 2008. I'm to I just remember. got married. Yeah. Anyway, He was a mod there. And he and Christian were on there and they were talking about being Mac developers all the time. And I, I was like, you know what? Maybe I could do this too. Maybe maybe this is something I should think about doing professionally. And then Gamergate happened. So the whole time I was blaming it on Mike. So it was all your fault. <laughs> no. No. Stop Sorry. bullying him. Yes, yes, yes. It's an honor to have you here today. Thank you.
0: I want the listeners to know that Brianna has been bullying Mike mercilessly before the call <laughs> and now she has begun to mercilessly bully him on the call. Sorry, Mike, let's let you talk. Hello. Welcome to the show.
2: Hi. Thanks. Good to be here.
0: Yeah. So,
3: so, um, we're so excited to have you here. So, for, for listeners, as Simone said, um, Mike has, uh, been making software for 20 years. I do want to know more about this Beaver Pellet hypercard game because that (laughs) counts. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like, that's just, that's, that's interesting. But, um, how I know you, um, and I love the fact that you and Brianna met on the IGN boards is I've been using some form of deliveries. For I think as long as I've had a Mac, I was using the the widget, um, the deliveries tracking widget for many, many years. And then since 2008, I've been using deliveries on iOS. And when did the Mac app come out? What, like
2: 2014? <sighs> Put me 2015? on the spot here. Uh, that sounds about right. Um, I know the iOS app was 2008. Yep. Yeah. And the, the widget, the widget was in 2002. I don't, I don't have the Mac app written down in my calendar. I think that's <laughs> that okay. Two thousand
0: two is like the beginning of human written history, as far as I know. <laughs> so I understand.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, Simone, Simone is a, is 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 our youth. Although you know she she's turning she's turning twenty nine again fairly soon. So you're, you're getting up there, Simone. But uh, no, but but um, deliveries is for for um, listeners who might not be aware. It is. A fantastic tracking app that basically you can input, you know, your Amazon order numbers in anything from a bunch of different delivery services, you know, UPS, FedEx, USPS, a bunch of different foreign services. You can also bring in like your Apple orders. Um, and basically it gives you a really beautiful overlay of where your packages are, um, how long it's going to be, and and you can see it all in one place. And um, it, uh, What was, uh, out of curiosity, Mike? Like, what was the impetus for you to create the the widget back in 2002? Was it just scratching your own itch, or or what? What led Uh, you to to kind of create this?
2: It it was not too long after Dashboard first came out, if I remember correctly, um, and I had just ordered a new iMac, and anytime I order an Apple computer, I was just, you know, constantly refreshing the order status back then in particular. They would even tell you, you know, oh, we're starting to assemble your computer now or we're packing it up, uh, stuff like that. Uh, so I would just constantly fresh it to see when it was going to ship and then tracking it along the way. And I realized, you know, I could just make a widget that refreshes this for me. So I started putting together a little widget that I called Apple order status. And eventually over time, I just started adding more things to it, and it uh, became a delivery status widget with uh, lots of different services.
3: Yeah, and, and then that became um, a, a an iOS app um, in 2008, which was the year that the App Store launched. And I just found, at least in my order history on my Mac, Deliveries 3, October 22nd, 2014. That was probably around the time it came out for Mac. So. Uh-huh. Um, so you're about to launch, uh, Deliveries 9, uh, which, you know, is like 12 years on and, um, there was some controversy around, around Deliveries 9. What's, what's going on with, with Deliveries 9, Mike? Why, why are the people, um, on the internet in my Twitter mentions so angry?
2: (laughs) (laughs) So when I, when I first, uh, released the iPhone app, um, you know, I never planned to Asked people to pay a few dollars once and then use it for the rest of their lives. Uh, <laughs> I always kind of figured eventually Apple would offer some sort of upgrade system, you know, a way to <laughs> charge for a new version or whatever. Obviously that never happened. <laughs> and, you know, at some point they made subscriptions available and started really pushing developers to use those. Uh, so a few years back, I realized, you know, this really made sense for deliveries. Um, requires a lot of maintenance to keep things working. Every year, there's uh, new iOS features that uh, make a lot of sense. You know, this year, we've got these new widgets. Uh, So there's a lot of constant development that goes into it. So uh, a few years ago, I I knew I had to start working on that. And I did. And now I'm finally almost ready to ship uh, deliveries nine. And uh, instead of paying upfront and using it for 12 years, uh, there'll be a yearly or monthly subscription. And, you know, obviously a lot of apps offer subscriptions these days and maybe people don't love having so many of those.
3: <laughs> right, right, right. So, so but, but after 12 years of of uh, you know, free updates for the Mac app, 6 years um or for the iOS app 6 years for the Mac app, um the the new model is going to be Um, a subscription model where people can pay like monthly or yearly. Uh, But for existing owners, you are uh, doing something in terms of like, you're still giving them some features if they don't want to subscribe uh, to um, the app, correct?
2: Right. So there's kind of two different things. Um, One is that basically I I don't want to take things away from people that already bought the app. Uh, So basically the the core features that are already in there, you'll be able to keep using those, uh, except for the one that you know kind of costs me directly to keep it running, which is June Cloud Sync, which is an option to sync your deliveries through our server. Uh, there's also an iCloud Sync option, which those people will be able to continue using for free if they want to. So everything that's in the app now, people that bought the app previously can keep using more or less, aside from June Cloud Sync. And then in the future, we'll add more features that might require a subscription. Uh, And then the second thing is a complimentary subscription, which mostly, you know, I didn't want someone who just bought the app to suddenly have to buy a subscription and, and, you know, not not get as much as someone who buys the app, you know, the same day subscriptions are available. So uh, people will get 18 months from when they purchase the app. A complimentary subscription. So, if you bought the app a year ago, the app comes out, you'll have another six months, uh, and then everyone will have at least uh, a few months, uh, ninety days. So, if you bought the app, you know, ten years ago, it's not going to uh, stop syncing with June Cloud immediately. You'll have some time to decide if you want to subscribe.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I want to talk about why I'm to have you on the show today, and. You know, part of it is because, you know, I consider you a friend. And the other is, you know, I, I Googled, I, not Googled, but I looked up in my iTunes purchase account to see just how many years of use I have gotten from, I believe it was a $3 purchase <laughs> back in 2008, so uh, so for me, it was 2009. Christina, it was 2008. That's 12 years of use for me, 13 for, oh, for Christina, and for a $3 purchase. You're sitting there, <laughs> OS after OS, updating it for free, adding features. The only thing you're charging for is extra watch, like, you know, new new operating systems that they're putting out. And, like, these are real updates. Like, you added something at one point where you could forward your mail, as I understand, uh, like yeah. with the receipt and all of that. It would figure out the tracking information for you. That is massive. And I wanted to have you on the show this week because I think – people that aren't software engineers Mm -hmm. don't understand just how much (laughs) damn work that is. So my question is, how many times have you wanted to go play a game or hang out with your wife or do something? You've been (laughs) updating this damn app that I paid $3 for back in 2009. Was that just once or was it twice?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Too often. Yeah, you know, like I said, uh, a few years ago, you know, I finally realized uh, I needed to start switching to subscriptions. And um, I wanted i wanted to have a, a big update to go with that, you know, to convince people, oh, this is worth it. And I, I didn't think it would take three years to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Tell us, uh, Christina already mentioned a little bit about this update, but can you kind of expand on what June Cloud Syncing is?
2: Uh, so June Cloud Sync is uh, just a... Feature through uh, junecloud.com lets you, you know, if you add a delivery, uh, it syncs to the, the site and you can go to junecloud.com sync. And from any web browser, you can uh, look up your deliveries there, edit them, add them. Um, and then also part of junecloud sync is the, the feature that lets you forward an email to um, it, the server will look through you, the email you forward and try to find uh, tracking number, and then add it automatically if it can.
0: Well, I know the reason that I'm upset is because Bree just reminded me how long ago 2008 is. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't speak for everyone else, though.
3: Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's part of why I'm I'm upset too because it does feel like it was it was yesterday. And what's interesting, Mike, is that you, there are a number of other uh, delivery service apps in the app store right now. Like you were one of the very first ones, and I think that. What always appealed to me about even the widget was was it's just beautiful. It's got a really good design. You've done like a tremendous job with that. And the, the app has kept that really, you know, like clean design over the years and updated to still fit, you know, like whatever Apple style has been, but still kind of, you know, maintain um, the look that it has. But there have been other services that uh, are in the App Store and they're all subscription. Um, so. Right. How long have you been thinking, you said, you know, you've been thinking about this for a couple of years, but like, when did you, when did it occur to you that this was probably going to be how you were, you're, something you're going to have to switch to, to go from, you know, charging $4.99 for the app to making it a subscription?
2: Yeah, I mean, really, ever since, you know, the first release, it was kind of in the back of my mind that I would, you know, eventually charge for upgrades. Um, and then, you know, as, as soon as Apple started offering subscriptions in apps, um, I definitely started thinking about it. Uh, it just took a while to you know be be sure I wanted to go with that approach and to uh, finally start doing all the work, which is a lot. <laughs>
1: Well, we certainly appreciate we certainly appreciate it. I know for me, I'm going to subscribe to this and I just I, I really mean this, Mike. There have been so many times over the years I've I've gone down, I've started using deliveries, and I've been like, I hope Mike's okay <laughs> <laughs> because I haven't given him money yes. for this in a long time. And
0: Mike, do you think you're kind of I guess Not judge, judge is not the right word, but because your app is such a legacy app, do you think Mm -hmm. you're like nowadays subscribing to something is so commonplace? And you mentioned that might be a reason people don't want another subscription, but it's also a reason that people would be accustomed to subscribing to an app like yours. Do you think you're a little bit emotionally penalized for having launched an app pre the age of subscriptions?
2: Yeah, I definitely think I mean, I'm sure people have gotten so used to having it and, you know, not having to pay for it continually, so mm-hmm. you know, I th- yeah. I think having to to suddenly switch over is is definitely a psychological hurdle yeah. somewhat and you know, if if I could have done it sooner, I think you know people have had time to get used to it. So,
0: yeah, now is the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: no, I, and just to reiterate what Bree said, I, it's funny. I was I so I uh, shipped off my old um, iMac to Stephen Hackett, uh, our our good friend and one of our producers, and. I was, you know, using um, deliveries to kind of check, like, what the status was. Uh, I had some issues, actually, with the first carrier I was going to use to ship. They did not show up to pick things up. And then it was a whole thing, so I had to ship with someone else. (laughs) And I was, you know, using the app. And while I was there, I just thought, like, I was like, you know, what is the state of delivery apps right now? This literally happened, like, a week ago. I was like, what is the state of delivery apps? And I started kind of looking into them. And genuinely, I had this... Fear slash question my mind. I was like, God, you know, I rely on deliveries so much. It's one of my most used kind of utility apps. I was like, I hope that I hope that Mike is is able to you know make money off of this. Like, I I feel bad, you know. Like Brigham, like I have given <laughs> like I pay for this thing, you know. Like I. When Simone was 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 but a teen, and and I was still a teen in spirit, and <laughs> you, you know, still like, are, <laughs> uh, yes. But but you know, I mean, like but twelve, you know, almost like thirteen years, like a long time. So. Um, I mean, I know
1: your wife, and sometimes I'm like, I hope Holly's okay. You know, <laughs> oh like, my God,
3: right, right. So yeah, so um, I mean, I, I, I just again, like, thank you for for doing what you've done. Um, I do have one question for you. Moving to this model, I mean, obviously, I can understand the malaise around subscriptions, and people don't feel like they want to do it with everything. Is your hope that if you're when you move to this model that not only will it hopefully be more sustainable, but that you might be able to, you know, do more investment into adding new features that you haven't been able to uh, do up until now?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, so far, the app's done pretty well. You know, obviously, I've, I made it this long and I'm still working on it. <laughs> and it's still, you know, the the main thing that I work on. Uh, but certainly, um, you know, if I if I was making more, regular income you know i could possibly hire people to help out with certain things um you know invest more money um improve the june cloud services more uh, there's just a lot of different things i could do if uh if there's you know regular income as opposed to just mm-hmm. you know constantly relying on finding new customers to
0: yeah i i think i again i i am a person i think i'm the one on this show who has not used the app sorry mike but That's i okay. i feel like my position is Just generally give me $3.
1: that I'm you'll so get like <laughs> a decade of work out of it give it's me a, a great minute. deal
0: is that like you you are you're a small independent developer and i we pay so many we're so used to paying subscriptions to big companies like netflix and hulu and epic games i don't know who um and for <laughs> me my position is that if we're accustomed to doing that, we should make room in our lives to subscribe to independent developers who are making useful things for us, because that's a good use of funds. Yay. Yay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Good that. job, all me. right. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh,
3: uh, Mike, we'll have the link to, to your app and to, to June cloud and um, the show notes. Do you have anything else you want to plug Uh. or, uh, Anything else you want to say before uh, we let you go?
2: I don't think so. Uh, We never got to talk about Beaver Pelt Man, though.
0: (laughs) Tell me about Beaver Pelt Man.
2: (laughs) I wish I could remember better, but it started in uh, French class somehow. This idea of Beaver Pelt Man, and I made a game out of it. And I think I kind of ripped off some Dark Castle artwork and had this little guy throwing cages to catch beavers. And so the beavers would march toward you and you had to trap them.
0: That's so funny because I, in my (laughs) like Washington State history class or something like that, I made a children's, an illustrated children's book for a project that involved beaver trappers as well, um, featuring my own original wonderful illustrations. Uh, And so I feel like we're a little bit connected in that way to the beaver (laughs) industry (laughs) of the 1800s.
2: Fantastic.
0: That's where we got our start. Um, <laughs> so all right. So, people can find you on Twitter at robotspacer and correct. deliveries.app and at Junecloud.com, correct?
2: Yes.
1: And just while we got you on the show, I just want to apologize for all the arguments I got into on the IGN Mac board, all the time <laughs> she had to step in, all the time she had to ban people, possibly even me. I, I don't I I think I ever, ever had to ban a few times. Well, it came up in a mod discussion. So sorry about that.
0: We'll have a whole other episode on the dirt, on the (laughs) the dirty history of Brianna Wu. Uh, But for now, thank you so much, Mike, for coming on the show and have a great night.
2: Thanks, you too.
0: All right, for our final topic of the day a wrong link that i have put in our show notes (laughs) hey okay so uh biden and kamala harris are uh, kamala harris are releasing official signs in animal crossing campaign signs for animal crossing i love it um and we are here to talk about that and i will throw to christina while i find the correct link to put in the show notes
3: Yeah, no, I, I, okay, I think this is super cute. This is super good use of Animal Crossing, which, um, okay, I've misplaced one of my switches. And so I haven't been playing in a while. And so I've got to find my misplaced switch and then um, start playing again. But I love this. But okay, before we get into this story, this is funny. This is true story. So like a week and a half ago, I got a weird DM from McDonald's as one does uh mcdonald's does follow me on twitter and has i will say a uh, full disclosure they have sent me um uh promotional things before they sent me stuff usually themed around the bachelor um and uh like they also sent got me um there was like a special fry like fork or something i don't know mcdonald's knows me they know they know that they can count on me to like be all about their See, i don't
0: know if this is a disclosure or if you're just making me feel bad
3: I mean, I'm just saying that it is what it is. They 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 know they they know a good cu- they know a lifelong customer when they see her. Is all they all I'm saying. Anyway, they sent me a um thing. This was like yeah, like I said, like like two weeks ago, where basically they created <laughs> Animal Crossing clothes. Like they have patterns for like a Big Mac pattern shirt and a world famous fries shirt and like the smile <laughs> Happy Meal like shirt. There's also like one that's just like vanilla cone pattern. There's a hat that has like the sesame seed pattern. Um, it's pretty great. If anybody wants them, uh, let me know and I'll, I'll get you the the QR codes because I'm not going to lie. This stuff is actually really good. Uh, so um. I've seen, we've seen brands kind of embracing Animal Crossing, you know, slowly but surely over the summer. This, I think, might be the first time I, okay, YouTube would would know more than me, Brie especially, but I can't remember any time that we've ever seen, like, a a major, major political campaign, like, using a video game as a, a way to do campaign stuff. That's a
0: good question.
3: Not
1: that I can think of at this level. Um so certainly. Let me um,
0: briefly yeah. speak on my cuz I I worry that and while I do think it is smart to embrace marketing in video games especially for political uh people in political campaigns cuz that's where the youth are, I do worry that just because of uh, the tenor of the rest of his campaign that it's going to come off as pandering or at least be perceived as pandering no matter what it genuinely is I guess in a sense all marketing is pandering however um i I guess that's just my my concern and I think the designs are are great they have like a pride design um they have the his aviator sunglasses which is funny and cute it's super cute but um yeah I, I just I, I I feel like the tenor of political discussion in this country is such that it may not come off as well as as they would like it to be perceived.
3: I think that's fair, although I think that like you could say that about anything that they would do. You know what I mean? At least they're not buying a fall guy's skin. Right. Right. I mean I I don't know I just I I mean I just I I, I do want to give kudos to like whatever because you know it was someone young like whatever person on their digital team who had this idea and who put this together and got the buy-in to do it this was really creative like regardless you're, you're not wrong and that it could be perceived and maybe not taken in like the best way or whatever but i think that this was I, I don't know this this totally speaks to me of like you know some probably under 30 staffer you know on the digital side who was just like let's do this this is a good idea um i think it's I think it's really inventive. I don't know if it's going to push the needle and change anything. But mm. I mean, you know, I, I I think that it's a smart way of of at least going about doing stuff like this. I mean, and and honestly, you know, a fall guy's skin, that would be cringe. But depending on who your candidate is and what you're doing, that actually wouldn't be the worst
0: idea. <laughs> Bree, how do you feel about this?
1: I think it was really smart of him to, uh, of that campaign to go after, like, certain micro influencers and to get them to do it. So, it's almost like the story itself matters more than the the impression of going to someone's Animal Crossing island. Because, let's be honest, this game has kind of cooled off some. Totally. It's Mm. just, it's not as big as it used to be. Though that show on Twitch, I hear people talking about it all the time. Um, I just, I think it's a really effective way to get the news cycle. And more more than that, I'm just so happy to see Democrats taking chances mm-hmm. in this space because let's be honest, like you know, in the in the early 2000s, I feel like Democrats had an advantage here, massive, and 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 we're just getting freaking owned now on Facebook and elsewhere. So you've got to go to where voters are, especially for someone like Biden. You've got to do stuff to make you seem cool and relevant, and this is just the kind of uh, a risk take taking i i love to see and i, I frankly want to see more of it from biden so i say bravo uh that said i i am generally uh i i, I don't want to see i hope i hope future elections are not so dire that i need to see it in my <laughs> damn nintendo games if that makes sense that's
0: actually yeah that's a good point uh and i, I kind of feel like there's almost a connection to something that has been an ongoing conversation on Twitch that has recently unfortunately very today spilled onto GameSpot which is the United States military using video games to advertise which is something that they've been doing since the dawn of time Mm -hmm. but recently the military uh, there's been a lot of discourse over their Twitch channel uh, which they've been using to try to recruit and then today uh, GameSpot released a sponsored video with a, an Army National Guard member like sharing his reactions to Gamescom. Um and while I would like to say obviously, I anyone who is in the military, I deeply respect and support. I think the apparatus of the military I have a lot of problems with. And the the focus on militarizing our nation, I have a lot of problems with. Um, and seeing I I feel like (laughs) people who play video games because they are young and because of the nature of video games often – or the most popular video games often being shooters, uh, people who play games are targeted by the military. And that's something that has been going on for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting to see gamers being the focus of a government campaign in a way that is focused on voting rather than on <laughs> recruiting young people to go uh, die overseas. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I have complicated feelings about that. I, th- I think it's it's an interesting further recognition of the demographic. Um but I, I think it's it's worth mentioning the ways in which this demographic has been targeted before in very different games, granted, but still.
3: Yeah, no, I, mean, I think that's a good point. Although I think to your point, I mean, I think it does show like that gaming has become so broad now and that it has yeah. become such kind of a cultural point. I think it, I, I would argue that that's a good thing. Like whether we want to say that all the ways that it's, you know, that that it's targeted, and that people are kind of advertised to is, is good or not? It's a different discussion. I think That's you could a really say that good about, point. It, about. I think you could say that about anything. But I think just the fact that this is now being seen as like a viable thing that people have to pay mm-hmm. attention to, and that it's not, and, and it's only taken us like 40 years, right? It's really, it's, yeah. it's <laughs> you know, but but we're finally at this point where it's not looked at like this. Oh, this this weird like subculture off in the corner, but as something that actually should be embraced and and taken. Um, You know, just as seriously as if you were going after people who are into, you know, traditional sports.
1: That's a really good point. Thank you.
0: Any final thoughts? Uh, No. Cool. Brianna, tell us what you're doing this week.
1: Oh, gosh. Well, I am cheering the awesome victory of Marky for sure. We are fundraising this week and uh, we are putting together a really big uh, play for the next of Rebellion Pack moving on to the general election.
0: Whoa, Christina, what about you? Wait a minute, are there going to be official uh rebellion pack animal crossing signs?
3: Oh, yeah, good <laughs> point. Not.
0: Actually, I was gonna yes. say, are you guys yeah. gonna like be
3: advertising in uh, you know, any games? Like, oh,
1: maybe we should. You, I mean,
3: honestly, wouldn't be a bad idea. Like, think about it, but I'd be, I that'd be an interesting thing to look into how viable that would be. Um, but uh, yeah, no, for me, okay, so I have to add. God, let's just, just just like add like 10, 15. I don't know how many freaking jelly beans I have to add to oh, no. my total.
0: No, Christina.
3: No, okay, it's getting better. Here's the situation. <sighs> the office is... I'm not recording this in my office right now. That's part of the reason why our our recording process was a little bit different. My office is a disaster still. However, the desk was supposed to be here Friday. It won't be here Friday. One piece will be here Friday. The rest of it won't be here until next week. But the junk people are coming on Thursday to grab a bunch of stuff. So my old desk will be going away on Thursday and the the vast majority of my office will be cleared out of of crap by then. So we're making progress. It's just still not great. So, yeah, we're just adding another 15 to my thing. And also what I what I think we've got to do, uh, all three of us for um, our uh, loyal um, listeners for, you know, um, our our um, uh, our episode episode. Um, we do need to record ourselves eating these god awful jelly beans, and then like release like the video on Twitter or YouTube or something to accompany.
0: Well, first of all, it's candy corn, so it's even worse. (laughs) What did I call it? Jelly Jelly beans. beans? (laughs) That's wishful
3: thinking on your part. Okay, fair enough. Whatever. Candy corn. Anyway, I think we have to record ourselves. Mostly me eating these god awful pieces of candy corn uh just so you can all see but yeah i'm look i'm committed to to not adding any more so like next show i should hopefully only be at what am i at now like 25 i don't even know how many pieces i'm at you it's probably more than that we should be
0: keeping track somebody email us and tell us how many yeah hey uh me that's my turn uh what am i doing this week I am doing a lot of interviews for a project that I'm working on about architecture, and I'm watching Outlander and crying. Um, Ooh. and that's pretty much my life right now. It's going great.
3: Be be sure to tweet uh, William Shatner about Outlander because he really loves that. I'm trying
0: not to tweet about Outlander. Um, <laughs> please let me live with my choices and in, pri- in the privacy, the dark privacy of my home <laughs> 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 all right brianna where can we find you online
1: i uh, can see me on brianna Wu on the twitter machine and you can see me at rebellion pack if you want to help us take out more awesome races you can do that at help the get them
0: christina what about you You can find me
3: at Film Underscore Girl on the Twitters and the Instagrams. And you can find my videos at work at YouTube.com slash Microsoft Developer. And you can, of course, continue to bully me online. It has actually been helping. Um, Please bully me on Twitter to clean my office and get things, um, you know, uh, better so that I don't have to eat so many candy corn. And so that she can fit the tiger cage in. Uh, very true. I I need to fit the the um the Samsung Tiger Cage in. This is a very very good point. <laughs> oh,
0: you went with the Samsung. That's so interesting. I really thought you would go with the Apple Tiger Cage because it could link up to your uh your home system. No, see, Apple's the Snow Leopard. Oh f- oh,
3: oh
2: oh oh.
0: You can find me on YouTube.com/slash Polygon. And at twitter.com slash doomquasar. And this will be my final episode of Rocket because I can't speak to Christina again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh my god, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) I, I am going to make a special flight out to Washington state (laughs) to kill Christina. I will be wearing an N95 mask the entire time, Mm -hmm. including up to and after I kill her. Um, (laughs) Thank you. If you like this, um, please review the podcast and give it a rating on Apple podcasts. Um, If you want in the review, just to like, let us know what your state of mind is. Tell us, What you would give to have Christina clean her office. We'd love to know. Um, (laughs) And tell us which model of uh, smart tiger cage you would like to buy. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. I'm going to go to bed. This episode of Rocket is terminated. 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 Terminated.